we'll talk about why you want to get back for another term on the Athens Clark County Commission. Let's talk about obviously current events, a lot of what's going on now. We we heard, in fact, we aired for you here last night the mayor's virtual town hall. Some news that came out of that, including the reopening of some of the parks, other facilities that uh, have been closed because of coronavirus concerns. Uh, what do we know about what we're going to be able to do over the course of the next few weeks? Well, um, you just caught the highlight of that. I think that part of um, us all having our mental and physical well-being during this challenging time is the ability to get out in this great you know, weather that Mother Nature is giving us and recreate. Um, a big concern is the safety of our staff. We've had staff members making masks for each other. Uh, and so I think that we've gotten to where our staff have what they need to be safe, and um, that's allowing us to open up some things. And you, like you also had on there from um, Butch on the transit, we, you know, things that have to be washed and cleaned where contact is, we have to take extra steps on it. So um, the parks are part of that, and I think you had a really good description of how the parks are going to be open, not the playground area because of the touch points, not the – the zoo because of the railings and touch points but as far as you being able to go and walk out on a trail and sit on a bench and look at the river and uh, enjoy the outdoors that's i think the step we've made in that direction uh, and a lot of those types of facilities been open for a while but but expanding on those and the parks that are going to open uh, next week uh, or over the course of the next week uh, i'm working from memory now but it seems like it was trail creek or virginia walker as we call it now sandy creek yes. uh, memorial park what was that the ben burton park that are gonna open. that's right that's right more the, the passive the passive recreation the greenway trails um are getting a lot of usage that's great use of the um taxpayers money for that and i think those are being highly used right now but uh people have their own version of what they're comfortable with being out and about and um i kind of like those more secluded trails myself now you mentioned uh transit director butch mcduffie who was also on the mayor's town hall last evening and he made a bit of news last night uh when he says or at least he plans to have a resumption of the collection of transit fares starting in july and july 1st now my understanding is that would require the commission approval correct i i think so and i'm i'm curious to get the details for that part of the reason why we went to fair well it's fare free at the box, but we are still subsidizing this action, or we are able to get funding from the relief packets to cover the cost of the service. But just that interaction at the front of the bus where the driver is uh, during this pandemic is a is a health risk for the driver as well as uh, you know the opportunity for a germ exchange. So that's kind of why the front of the bus was closed. People just come and go freely out of the back, and then they changed the routes so that they had time to clean the bus more often or often versus in between shifts. Um, so I'm hoping that, that some of this grant money or shifts in money is allowing us to maybe get the modernized um, kiosk that we need so that uh, it can be sort of a digital payment. Yeah, Commissioner sure Allison, right with us. That interaction. Yeah, that's a great point. It just occurs to me, and, and others will possibly say the same here, I, and I'm not trying to be funny or hyperbolic or anything here. I don't remember the last time I handled cash. I mean, if I were to get on a transit bus and they're going to charge me whatever they charge me to get on a transit bus now, and I can't swipe a card or any of that stuff, I, I don't remember the last time I held cash or change in my hands. I know it, and we've heard stories of people, you know, digging through, 
scrounging for their quarters to get on the bus, and we're supposed to get be modernized and move ahead. Now, now, granted, just like our meters downtown, you know, we need everything from coin drop to the smartphone app. We've got to cover the full gambit on how the community is interacting, whether it's with a parking meter or the parking deck or the buses. So um, some of that grant money, maybe I, I, I can tell you that I do need to learn uh, the details that are coming forward, and we have a lot on our agenda with our – we use WebEx instead of Zoom because it's um, for security reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, but we are covering a lot of uh, – we're having hours-long meetings covering a lot of information, pandemic-related, as well as the regular work of the um, Merit Commission. We have budget budget hearings coming up, our first one next week. About that, and I was just about to go there with Commissioner Allison Wright here. You mentioned the, the, the regular business and the pandemic business. Well, there's a, there's a convergence point. Uh, you're going to be dealing with a lack of revenues, a shortfall in revenues, the state revenue situation we already know about, uh, budget challenges that, I don't know, three months ago you weren't thinking about. That's right. That's right. We had ideas uh, on one direction we're going to go. I think that we should be less um, optimistic about adding staff um, at this time. Um, We can certainly reevaluate things in January versus right now, but uh, we are going to have to be very uh, pragmatic with our approach um, and also have the staff give us the answers that we need from what um, stimulus package help and what help the federal and state is giving us on our operations right now so that we can, um, and as well as that tax revenue. March was uh, $1.65 million when we had been over $2 million for our different pennies that we collect. Um, and so we don't know what April is. I'm going to guess it's going to be down. I mean, and that's going to impact, I'm sure, all of these sales tax projects, these projects being funded by those SPLOS dollars. It's going to impact, I'm sure, capital projects. That's right. And um, in that respect, two different things. One, April was when, at the state level, we started collecting tax revenue on online purchases. So that is going to be a new category starting in April um, and, you know, there's been a whole lot of uh, deliveries to people's houses with online purchasing. Mm. So that's that's in there, which is going to be interesting to see. And and most then, of those come into my house, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. I heard uh, Suki with Solid Waste talking about the abundance of cardboard that they've been <laughs> collecting from all the deliveries. But and then the other thing is on our SPLOS 2020 and our T-SPLOS, um, not so much with um, the education SPLOS, uh, because there is plotted already further out as our priorities. But we do need to have a work session and talk about what is the priority right now. It's a little bit different than what we thought. I mean, we can't change the topics that are on the referendum, right? That was already voted sure. in. But we can meet and talk about the rural, the um, partnership that the unified government can have with um, Internet service. Right now, we're we, people are realizing they're supposed to work at home, but then they're realizing, Jesus, Pete, my service from a hotspot from my cell phone only works if I'm at this one point on my patio in the backyard. Right. Or some people aren't getting it at all. The students with online learning, there's challenges there, and some people having to come and park in the school parking lot to do school. So that, to me, is a priority that should rise up. And let's go ahead and maybe and tackle that, and likely not at the same speed as we would have because of the rate of the funding coming in. How many terms on the commission for you? Uh, this will be my third. 
And, and before up. that, uh, time on the Clark County Board of Education yeah. as well. So Two yeah. terms there. Yeah, so I've been an uh, elected official representing District 4 and working for the whole community since 2005. Okay, and so you will know it. I mean, the, the, the young man, Michael Stopper, there saying, you know, we've had this poverty issue for a decade. Uh, we began addressing this as a community actually closer to two decades ago. It was the Heidi well, Davison administration that, that looked at the poverty rate and put together various coalitions uh, to, to try to tackle that problem, which has only statistically gotten worse over the years. Uh, what's the problem right. here? That's that's right. We called that, what was that, One Athens? Was that, partnership um, for a Prosperous Athens, which became the yep. One Athens, which when I was the, yep. the community foundation that you have. Yep, yep, yep. Well, and, and let's just keep in mind, um, my opponent's been here four years as a college student, so I'm, I'm not real sure what exposure he has had with what we have in the community, which is unfortunate uh, that it has not gone down, but it's, it's multi-generational poverty. And we are working in a new strategy that um, is capturing the neighborhood leaders from a previous grant program, and there's 21 of them, and they are working on the ground, not so much as the door-to-door that would have happened, just like campaigning during the pandemic, but they're working through the school resources and outreach and then beyond, trying to connect those underserved, those that are not as well connected because of their uh, tight work schedules, but now maybe is less tight and their availability, the availability for us to connect people with what they need to get a hand up, not a hand out, but a hand up to uh, break the cycle that is often in multi-generational poverty. All right. So in terms of empowering people uh, through commission policy, what can the commission do? Well, the commission is networking um, and providing those workers to connect the service and resource providers in the community, many of them of which we do uh, partner with, whether it's Habitat, Athens Land Grant, uh, Mission, um, Athens Mission for uh, Food Disbursement, Homeless Outreach, the different things that are connecting the resources that we have uh, as partnerships. Um, and getting them connected so that, that people can move up up and, up and out of the poverty situation. I think that um, it's, it's an ongoing thing. It's not new, and if there was one answer that could solve it all for everybody, uh, that would be great. But it's um, something that we need to continue to work at and continue to um, address. There have been those over the years. Numbers. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I said to change those numbers and to give people um, – a boost up. There have been those over the years, Commissioner Allison Wright, who, who point to the University of Georgia. They will say that a lot of the staff at UGA making uh, wages and salaries that are not sufficient to rise above the poverty level. Uh, to what extent, A, do you buy the premise, and, and B, if you do, what can be done about it? Well, we do have to lead by example as a unified government, and we're, um, use, we use the MIT, Massachusetts Institute of Technology, they have a uh, living wage calculator, and it takes the, instead of, you know, there's a, you know, everybody's claiming $15 an hour is the hourly rate that's needed to for a living wage, but this calculator takes into effect the cost of living in an area, 
and um, we used that in our new Classic Center uh, Memorandum of Understanding with the Unified Government, and that calculator has the living wage in Athens at, I think it's $11.38 an hour, and it changes. So as the cost of living changes, then that would also change over time, and this was a 20-year document, so that was relevant there as well. But to make it affordable to live in Athens, we need to make sure that calculator is also uh, addressing what is quality, affordable housing. And so if we work on that to make sure that the percentage of money that people are making isn't disproportionately going to their housing situation. And we also want to make sure that people are in quality housing. You know, I was noticing, and, and, and this caveat with Commissioner Allison right here, that this speaks to the time before the coronavirus pandemic. It's not nearly an issue now. I, but I was noticing before everything hit the fan that we were starting to see some traffic issues in our town. Now, we can always point to the usual bottlenecks, Lexington, that corridor, Atlanta Highway out there, but some other spots that were emerging as real traffic concerns in terms terms of congestion. Uh, at some point, we'll get back to what passes for normal around here, and maybe that's an issue again. What, if anything, to do about that kind of thing? Well, I think that what we've learned right now is that everybody doesn't have to jump in their car to take care of things. Like right now, the last time you and I met, I came over to your studio sure. and your your ventless, <laughs> uh, <laughs> your ventless little office, and we had this talk. But look at us now. I'm not making a congestion. I'm not out in traffic. Um, counseling sessions, medical, uh, not a medical exam, but, but the, the meetings can be done. I think that our work sessions with the mayor and commission, we don't have public input on those. We could totally keep having those with an online meeting and um, eliminate some of the traffic. So, I mean, that's a small thing, but a lot of the traffic also is related to school. I think 30% of uh, communities traffic um, congestion is at the going to school time and when school gets out um, type thing so of course that cycle is gone as well um, more people riding the bus making the bus routes relevant I think that we could expand our buses so that their routes if they could if we could go to earlier and they pick up on the two hospitals 7 a.m. shift changes those can help people have the transit to medical services as well as leaving their 7 a.m. shift or going to their um, their 7 a.m. shift. You, know, you mentioned, <clears throat> excuse me, Commissioner Allison, right? You mentioned the, uh, the, the, your opponent, Michael Stopper, is the young man's name, four years in Athens, a student. Um, I'm thinking to the elections of a couple of years ago where, where the electorate took a, shall we say, decided lurch to the left in terms of the people who were elected to the commission. Now, you're serving with some of those folks, and you have a better handle on that than I would, but, but do you have any concerns at all? You yourself, who would be considered, I think, fairly to say, uh, a progressive, that, that there's this move afoot that we're going to go even farther left and get even to the left of Allison Wright. Uh, somebody, a friend of mine, told me that I turned, um, I turned, looked like I'm sitting on the right side once that uh, the new people got uh, uh, sworn in. <laughs> so um, we do have uh, activist groups that are supporting and endorsing my opponent as one, and um I think that I have a very level-headed leadership style that does allow us to make progress. We've had Kelly Gertz as our mayor for a year and a half. The other uh, years on my um, time as commission, Nancy was the mayor, and that makes a big difference where the leadership is and how things are on the agenda and our approaches as 
and my one of my approaches is that we have to be available to talk to everybody so that our solutions are good for the entire community. And when you take a really strong um, attitude or approach that you've already made your mind up about how something's going to be, I'm not sure how that it really um, lets the public's input be validated. I like to be able, accessible and available to hear what everybody thinks, and that starts by me listening to people and being available for that and not... Um, con- um, broadcasting how I think it should happen. Uh, quickly, about 30 seconds left here, and I know it's difficult to get out and campaign in this particular environment. Uh, folks looking for you maybe online, where do they find you? Yeah, yeah. I'm, let's just go with my Facebook page, because I mean my website. That's Keep Right Athens, and that's right with a W because of my last name. But um, it's really hard to ask for money during this time, but I do take my campaign seriously. I have yard signs that we you can asked for. We typically just keep those in the district, but nothing's typical right now. <laughs> I would appreciate anybody wanting one of my yard signs to show their support so that their neighbors can understand and reach out to friends that do vote for me in District 4. I do want to continue the work that I've started. And with this great, very diverse group of commissioners and with the mayor, but I think that we each have a different approach to it and how we approach the problems and solve problem-solving. Um, keep well. right Athens. That's W R I G H T. Keep right Athens.com. Allison Wright, best of luck. Right. Thanks for your time this morning. Okay, and thanks for calling me and having me on your show.